Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at DairySpeaks and Todd at TDGuardiansKU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. Pretty darn good road trip for the fellas. Dairy Brothers Guardians cast back with you on a Monday, June the 5th. Monday morning for Matt and Todd with you on the Evergreen Podcast Network. Waitingfornextyear.com, wherever you get your podcasts. Here we are, Guardians uh, go into Baltimore, take two out of three, split a four-game series with the Twins. Big series coming up here with the Red Sox at home and the Astros, and Cleveland finds itself just three and a half games back of the Twins. Todd, this was kind of a wild weekend. Thursday through Sunday, Thursday's game was gift-wrapped for the Twins. Really, Cleveland could have won all four in this series, end up splitting it, but you'll take a four-and-three road trip, and again, bats heating up a little bit better than what we saw a couple weeks earlier, you know? I do. First off, before we get into it, uh, if the sound sounds different today, we were having some microphone issues on my end, so I know my microphone's been sounding great if I sound a little, <laughs> if I sound a little different today, it's because my microphone wasn't working. Rule anyway. number one: never tell the audience. Just, just Why? go. <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I, I'm a very upfront person. I like people to know the truth. I think you sound great. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. you. Always you need to great. get some sleep. I'll tell you what. It would this week. You know they they took two or three in Baltimore, which Baltimore is a very very good team. And I was very impressed by by that. Even in the in the loss on Tuesday night, they battled back. They were getting killed. They battled back into it. Yeah. And then, of course, you start off the Thursday and Friday four games set with Minnesota on the road, very important, and just two gut wrenching, soul crushing defeats. But to their credit, and to you know, they they just figure out a way to battle back. Every time you think that they're done or it's low or whatever it might be, they just find a way. And winning Saturday and Sunday was, I don't want to call must-win games here in June because that's ridiculous, but for an overall sticking in it, don't letting the Twins run away, winning Saturday and Sunday were just of the utmost importance, and I'm glad that they did it, obviously. Um, We have lots of things to discuss, lots of concerns, lots of question marks, but uh, I don't know. Where do you want to start? What do you think? Well, I mean, just a general, like you said, overview. I mean, to be able to win Saturday and Sunday and gain the split and only be three and a half back. And and I'm sorry, this team has caught no breaks all year. They really haven't. They hit a ball hard. It's right at somebody. The other team drops a a blooper in and it scores two. Um, You know, you know, they, they just they've had some bad luck all year. They've had guys struggle. When they're pitching, you know, the 10-9 game, they finally score some some runs, and then everybody the bullpen employ implodes. Um, there's just been a lot of tough breaks all year. To get the Orioles without Cedric Mullins and a few other guys out was a break this weekend. In one game, Kepler goes out, Correa goes out, Buxton goes out. Yesterday, Underwood on the TV broadcast basically said the Twins had no backup players other than Vasquez, the catcher. Like, so they had no, cause all these guys were injured. Garlic got hurt and Kirilov's hurt. It's like, wow, you're it's finally happening to somebody else. And yeah, that, you know, the game got close again, but all in all, it was nice to catch a little bit of a break. And the other thing too is, you know, Andres Jimenez is, is, is hot and he's back. And like, 
what a boost to this offense. I mean, I know they only scored two runs yesterday, and as the executive producer pointed out, only three hits, but, you know, Andres played a little wall ball yesterday, and without that, we're probably in extra innings, probably still playing. He's he's 11 for his last 28 in the last week, drove in five runs, uh, only struck out twice, which is good. I saw a tweet yesterday, and I don't remember who it was to give credit to, but it was a side-by-side of his bats earlier this year compared to uh, this weekend and the Baltimore series. And it's like he's now moved his hands back to where they were before. His He was very – his hands were bad, and they were coming out in front too far. Now he's got his hands back. The swing looks more like last year's swing. And what's interesting is he's hitting better against lefties than he is against righties. We talked about this last week. But again, they brought in Caleb Theobar. (laughs) That chump. Who pitches every single time we ever played him (laughs) for the last 20 years, it feels like. And Andres got him. It was beautiful. Um, Getting him back. You know, they didn't have have Josh Bell this weekend because his wife uh, had a baby. Andres hit fourth and fifth all weekend. I know. It seemed like it was pretty good for him. I mean, yes, they only had three hits yesterday. Um, Joe Ryan was great. And uh, I think they did a huge favor when they went out to talk to him after a two-out walk in the seventh inning. He he had done one single thing wrong and kind of got rattled. And then we took advantage. But, but, uh, yeah, I uh, Andres being back and being the – guy he was last year is so so crucial to this offense especially with the way everyone else is hitting not named josh naylor and jose ramirez for the most part well even jose struggling a little bit i think he came to the game yesterday like one for his last 19 he had, he had, didn't have a great series um against the twins he obviously scored the the first run of the game yesterday like you said after that walk and naylor delivered uh, by the way, we're brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Groove Ride, and a Breaking Tea uh, t-shirts at breakingtea.com slash dairy. Uh, Class A closes out both games, both wins, back-to-back days. Now a day off today, which is good. Bring on Class A. Uh, yeah, you know what? We should talk about this. Manny now leads the uh, all of baseball in appearances. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every he pit, I believe he pitches in every win. <laughs> he, well, he does, he does. He has 19 saves, and we have 27 wins. It's crazy, it's, it, it, you know. It it just it comes back to once again, every game is close. I mean, save for let, let's just look at this week. You know, you had five nothing was was Monday. That was fine, but everything else was eight five, twelve eight, and he pitched uh, seven six. One zero. The the whole twin series was seven six one zero four two and two one. Yeah, yeah. And he would have he would have pitched Thursday if, or maybe he wouldn't have because he pitched Wednesday. No, he did oh, pitch Thursday. He did pitch Thursday. Wednesday. What's that? He pitched Thursday, and the he, remember he got the inning. They were up. They were up by four. It just wasn't a save. No, he pitched Wednesday against Baltimore. He didn't pitch Thursday. Oh, sorry, that's Thursday. Stefan blew the game. Right. Sorry. He would have pitched was, Thursday. I meant Wednesday. I'm sorry. Yeah. But he would have pitched Thursday back, if Stefan had not blown it. That's what I mean. Even if you go back to the St. Louis series, all three of those games were run one run games. I, I've never seen a team play this many close games in this short of a span. I mean, God forbid they'd win ten nothing or even lose ten nothing. I know. You know. I mean, give the give these guys a break. 
listen, we love Class A. The good news is he's starting to miss bats again. He, yeah, he, he is. He did look much better this weekend. I saw a set also yesterday. He had more swings and misses in one inning than Joe Ryan had in his seven. So that's good. But Class A is going to burn out by September if he pitches. The, if he continues down this path, he's going to be burnt out by September. And it's not just him. I mean, Stefan is is insanely you know overused, and even ninety nine is 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 somewhat overused. And you know, every time you look up, it's it's these same guys. It's Big Sam is fresher, but he's just coming off an injury. Um, yeah, there, there's gonna they're gonna, and the thing is, the the rotation right now is as good as it's be as as good as it's been. These guys are pitching deep into games. Yeah, it's they just are. That, Every single time it's a close game and you're going to need your, your, your key guys to close it out. Uh, the other thing too is, and this week they're facing Boston and Houston. Like I said, I mean, those are two very good offenses. So, you know, to sit here and go, Oh yeah, we're going to get some laughers coming up. Schedule's not yeah. getting any easier. I mean, I know San Diego's coming up and they've, they've really had a bad year for them, but they could wake right. up any time and really, uh, you know, start, start raking. So, you never know, but this is just how this team plays. It's how they played last year. Yeah, but I don't remember it being this extreme last year. I do feel like, well, obviously because the offense wasn't this bad, but the next two weeks are very crucial because you've got four good baseball teams in Boston, Houston, San Diego, and Arizona. And that's, that's, that's a tough stretch. I mean, I don't think if you're not paying attention, you probably don't even know, but Arizona first place team right now. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're good. Great ball. They have one of the best prospects in the game, one of the best rookies in the game in Corbin Carroll. That's a good team. So this is going to be, uh, you know, the good news, the good news is the rotation is in great shape right now. Um, you know, you're, you're, you're lined up starting, you know, tomorrow, basically in order with Bieber, Bybee, Savali, Allen, and McKenzie. Uh, how good, let's talk about Tristan yesterday, Dees. How good oh. did he look in his five innings? I mean, 10 strikeouts? Come on. Unbelievable. I mean, what a beast. Know, it was the real ace as you texted. That's what I said. That's the real ace. Let me ask, honestly, everyone's healthy right now. Fully healthy. Yeah. Who are you starting in game one? Bieber or, or well, McKenzie? Let's just get there. But yeah, I mean, the way yeah. McKenzie, the way McKenzie pitched yesterday. Yes. He's, I mean, it was like, it was like he hadn't missed anything. You know, he was Johnny on the spot. He Thunderwood looked fantastic. Ten strikeouts in five innings. I mean, come on. That but again, is... but again, let's be fair. The Twins lineup yesterday was trash. Like, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, well, let's see him do it against Buxton or Correa. But still, he had to take advantage, and he did. I mean, he missed a ton of bats. He, uh, you know, the the arsenal, the full arsenal, art of pitching. Art of pitching. I knew that I was mean, next. <laughs> he was phenomenal, and uh, you love to see the rhythm that he was in, and. I'll say this too. Fellas are playing cleaner ball lately. I'm not seeing guys missing cutoff men. Arias has been fantastic defensively. Uh, the play yeah, yesterday. That scoop he made at first base, he had the huge play. Back. Yeah. You and, know, and it's also not a coincidence that the shortstop play was better this weekend when someone didn't play Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> well, apparently he's got knee soreness. I think, I think in, uh, in an IL stint uh, uh, may have to happen. Yeah. I'm. I, I mean, look, Tyler Freeman didn't come in and go three for four every game, but it's nice to see some line drives. Um, you know, when we saw the lineup, was it Saturday, and it had or Friday, 
and it had Freeman hitting second and Rokio. Fr- it was Friday. It, yeah, it Freeman was, was hitting Friday. second and Rokio hitting sixth. I was like, I've died and gone to heaven. It's phenomenal. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know where they're going to play all these guys and what the plan is. It doesn't seem like they've had a plan. The plan's always been a med. Oh, and a med. Oh, and a med again. But you're right. I mean, right now, I mean, he even Friday, I think what first and second, two outs, Gallagher spot in the order, one right. run game. I mean, pinch hit, hits yeah. a med instead of Arias. I'm like, why, why is he hitting him here? You know, whiffs, looks at a strike, and then pops out. Like weak pop out. I mean, story of business season. I mean, to me, it's pretty simple. When and if you trade Shane Bieber, you package Ahmed in that deal and send them both off. Yes. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, and I, I was on this weekend with, on the fan with Garrett Bush on Saturday, and he asked what a Bieber trade would look like. And I brought up Nolan Gorman, and I just said, look, the Cardinals starting pitching is a is a mess. They need Shane Bieber if they want to. I mean, heck, they just got swept by the Buckos. How about Pittsburgh, those Buckos, huh? Pittsburgh and Bednar, baby, Team D's, although we keep losing. But Bednar is like <laughs> a save machine for them. They just swept St. Louis. This is Pittsburgh that's ahead you know, of them in the standing. So I don't know if the Cardinals would part with Gorman, former first-round pick, team control for another six years. He's like their top prospect. He's finally playing. He's got 13 or 14 home runs. I know they have the other kid, the big kid. They just brought up. Why Jordan why Walker. Yeah. What's that? Jordan Walker. No, no, the first baseman. Right-handed hitting power bat. Hold on. Luis Medina. That's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Jesus Aguilar, no. Andy Marte, Lucan Baker. It remember the name Lucan Baker because that could be a part of a Shane Bieber trade too. If the Cardinals, he's a guy that's been blocked by Goldschmidt, but he's a right-handed bat. They just brought him up yesterday. He had two hits in his first game. He's twenty-six, but he's probably ready for the big leagues. Are the uh, card? Do the Cardinals need a shortstop with no range? Uh, and tries to hit home runs every at bat. I don't know. <laughs> Cardinals have like all the same guy, Tommy Edmond and Brandon Donovan. They're all the same. No, you know? well, it's, it will. It, does that sound familiar to you? It's yes. Like Gabriel it's like, and Tyler Freeman like and Brian Rocchio and, you know, the 800 middle infielders that we have. It's, it's, I know, but we just, thing. we could use some power and that that's why we won. I mean, to be quite honest yesterday, Jimenez and Naylor, even though they, they didn't, they were wall scrapers, they weren't home runs still hit the ball deep and, and drove runs in. Uh, the night before, I mean, Quan with the insurance run with the solo, yeah, huge. Brennan's home run. I mean, <clears throat> you know, we were down two to one to Sonny Gray in that game. That's maybe the biggest hit of the season. Brennan's home run. I first of all, you, did, I didn't know at the time. I mean, I, I found out, but that was the first home run Sonny Gray gave up all year. How about that? You know who told me that, by the way? Who? Jeremy Vilsky's dad at the grocery store yesterday. <laughs> oh, you made a Heinen's run. Yes. What's that? You made a Heinen's run. Remember when I was texting you about all the people that I saw at Heinen's? Yeah. Throw Jeremy's parents into the mix because I saw them too. Really? The nicest people in the world. Anyway. You scare your soul at Heinen's? No names, please. <laughs> yeah. So, so in the mean in the meantime, this offense with Will Brennan kicking it up in right field has also it's it's also huge. Uh, his last couple, he's looked a lot better in these last yeah, couple weeks. And you said it, Tito, credit to Tito for riding it out with him. I mean, not that he had a choice, but he has let him play through some of his mistakes and Will has come through a lot. I mean, that that home run was monster. But it's, like it's, I said, uh, 
Yeah, maybe the biggest hit of the season. And the credit to cousin Steve out in Colorado, who told me he chastised me for not being patient with our young players. And it's like, well, you know, like Brandon hadn't hit hit the ball hard in weeks. Now, all of a sudden, you're right. Since Baltimore, outside of his bad defensive game, I mean, he. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, he was really he's been really good. And you're right. You've got to ride the hot hands here. I know that Arias, you're trying to get him some time as much as you can. Josh Bell of the paternity listing. So Arias played, um, you know, Josh Bell outside of that little golfed uh, bloop single on Thursday uh, in that beginning against um, Lopez hasn't really done much. You, you got, you got to somehow keep Arias in there. We want to play Freeman, but you got to ride the hot hands right now. And and with a lot of righties coming up this week, I think you're going to see a lot of Will Brennan uh, this week too, which is fine by me. He's been good. Yeah, uh, listen, I you, you got to keep it going with him. It's it Arius is the is the other option to play in right field, and you'll play him against you know left handed pitching. It'll be fine, but I think Arius needs to get more you know in there regularly, rotating him around. You know, I I you know we've talked about the Freeman situation and keeping him around, um, you know, and giving him more at bats. But you know, again, I I, I hate to to be a broken record, but I'm, and I'm not saying he's a savior, but look, look down at triple a again, Bo Naylor is on fire. Like you remember, you remember the two years ago, I think it was two years ago when Owen Miller first came up and he was on that ridiculous hot streak and they kept him down, kept him down. Then he cooled off. Then they brought him down and he wasn't yeah. good when he came up. Do you remember that? Yeah. You talk about 320 batting average in Milwaukee, Owen Miller. You mean second baseman of the month, according to uh, MLB.com <laughs> last month, which is unbelievable. Um, he's two for four every day. But he's he's got 24 extra base hits and a 907 OPS with three games in AAA. Like the guy's ready. And you know what else? He leads all Guardians minor leaguers in walks. So it's not like he's striking out a ton and he's up there. He doesn't have a good eye. He's patient. And honestly, if it were me, the guy I DFA is not Cam Gallagher. I DFA Zanino. He's a waste. He he's not he strikes out 90% of the time, seemingly. His defense is terrible. And Gallagher at least handle is good at handling the staff. He can I can hang handle him once a week if he's the backup. I'd rather have him as the backup than Zanino. I'd rather have a defensive backup than Schwag Daddy. You know, <laughs> wouldn't you? I mean, I mean, are they? Is this organization really going to DFA a guy? They're paying six million dollars, paying not did, to play. Yeah, I don't. They did it with I'm Eddie Rosario. Seeing, I'm not seeing that yet. I think. Don't that, you remember they did it with Eddie Rosario a few years ago when they they basically oh traded him. Traded Eddie Rosario. I I turned on the Braves game the other day and Eddie Rosario hit a home run. And they're like, that's his second of the day. I'm like, where was that here? He had a walk-off grand sl- or a, a grand slam in the ninth inning yesterday in Arizona. Amazing. To take the lead. Yeah. Yeah. We just we just can't get any luck with outfielders. No matter yeah. if they're homegrown or guys we pick up, it just it's like but can, it's we like a curse. Bo, can we bring Bo can can we bring Bo up already? Like well, seriously. Here's the joke. thing. I've never heard this before. So yesterday, Bo Naylor hits his home run, and the executive producer sends us the Columbus Clippers tweet with the highlight. When they play on the road, you get the road team announcers so it was the iowa cubs play-by-play guy and i have no idea who that is he makes the call the naylor home run and he's like he's like that ball is gone he's like bo naylor he goes send him to cleveland 
He's like, we don't <laughs> so want to see him anymore. He destroys the Iowa Cubs. I've never heard another announcer say that about, about an opposite player on the team, an opposing team. Send him up already? Like, you got the road announcers calling for Bo Naylor to go to the majors. Like, what else is it going to take? But you're right, Todd. I mean, he's on fire. He hits lefties. He hits righties. He gets on base. We need offense. He's right there. And the catchers, you know, even yesterday, some of the Gallagher at bats, and you're right, Gallagher catches a really good game. He frames some nice ones on McKenzie. In the ninth inning yesterday, Class A slider was in the dirt all three times against Castro, and all three times Gallagher blocked it, which saved a run. It would have tied the game. So you got to give defense some, some you got to give it, you know, it, it's due. But my goodness, I mean, how many two outs and Gallagher's up with runners on, you just know, weak pop yeah, up, strike out. Bo Naylor's a threat. So you just wonder if they're just really concerned with his defense still and if he can handle it. But my goodness. But come on. It, how much uh, more can he, he do at the at the plate? Nothing. There's there's not much more left. What what Sandy can't develop him here at the major league level? I mean, give me a break. Just bring him up already, by the way. Play-by-play announcer for the Iowa Cubs. Alex Cohen. Gotta be member of the tribe, baby. <laughs> well, he did a good job because he was totally standing for uh uh, Bo Naylor to come to Cleveland. I've never if he's related to uh, to uh, Doug's annoying friend Seth. You remember him? <laughs> the guy you threw the guy you threw ice at in Las Vegas. <laughs> don't, don't start with that. Don't that Is he like a Seth Rogen lookalike a little it's bit? Radio, that yes, it's radio for three, right there. Oh man, that's a good yeah. call. Dairy Brothers yeah. Guardians Cast. We're brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Doctor Ben Hornstein, CFAD.net, best dentist ever. Groove Ride. What, what I mean, what is going on over there? I mean, that place is just packed with people. They love you there. And uh, were, were you teaching this weekend? What 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 went on? When, I had what, to. What? Oh my god! I taught three classes in two days. I, I taught uh, Rock the Bells, which is a forty-five second on ten second off interval class, and oh. then I taught two different deep groove bike boot camps Saturday and Sunday. Your boy is playing hurt. I am like sore. Uh, I got a. I got a left glute problem i got a oh, right shoulder man. problem but you know what i fight through for the people so you know it's all good come check us out grooveride.com you're right like there on the corner of brainerd and chagrin baby oh yeah just go, go right up the stairs on and chagrin uh, boulevard ask for todd he's there and uh breaking t t-shirts breaking t.com slash dairy had somebody on twitter ask about the the link the other day get your jose ramirez stuff the nailer shirt Beaver, whatever you like, is there at breakingtea.com slash dairy, D-E-R-Y. takes you right to the uh, Cleveland collection. Um, what do you think of Savali Friday night? I liked him. I, you know what? Th- that's the thing. He actually, before he got hurt, I don't think we even talked about it because he got hurt so fast. He was pitching very well. Came up and did a hell of a job for his first start. Right now, the rotation looks good the way it is. It does. We talked about this before. I have faith in all five guys to pitch deep into games and to give your team a chance to win. Logan Allen, awesome again. (laughs) Mow down the Orioles. Bybee's such a battler. I just, I love everything about his demeanor, just everything about him. I dig. And, you know, Tristan McKenzie's one of my favorites. And obviously you got Shane Bieber. And then you look down and you got, Gavin Williams knocking on the door. You got Joey Cantillo knocking on the door. You got depth there. So much so that your boy, Zach Plesak, was DFA'd yesterday. Oh, my God. How about that? I mean, 
Talk about a he, fall. I mean, he must have just been jaking it down at AAA. I mean, his ERA was over seven. He must not have just he, been working hard. I don't. I, mean, I don't. I don't think that has anything to do with it. I just think he's not good. The DFA him. I mean, I know you had to clear a, a, a forty-man spot for McKenzie, uh, but that was the move that surprised me a little bit. But again, you're right. I mean, Quantrill's on the IL. Other guys are on, are, are coming up. Um, well, at least now we. I, mean, have I guess I guess where was line. he going to pitch? You know, exactly. He was way, he's way down in line. And also, going back to the Cal injury. Um, you know, it's a shoulder problem, and maybe that can explain some of his, you know, his last start in Baltimore. He was rough Brutal. from the beginning, and maybe that's why. I don't know, but but Plesak was, he's just not good. And when you're ninth in line, basically, or, you know, five, you know, fourth in, in line, talking, you know, from the AAA standpoint, and you're, you know, he's lost two to three miles per hour on his already weak fastball, you know, there's not much there, so... 40 man spots drink are very important and there wasn't one for him anymore. No, uh, still a little bit of a surprise. Cause he was a guy that obviously they relied on and was in the, was in the rotation for three or four years. And you figure I'd right, send him down to triple a and he'll turn it around. He never did. He got, it got worse. Like I said, an ERA over seven down there. And the organization knows that, uh, that Williams and Cantillo and some others are ready. And they already have a glut of, of starters. And Gaddis, too. Gaddis is ahead of... Oh, I forgot about Gaddis, yeah. Gaddis is ahead of Fleasak. Curry, heck, if you needed a spot start, Curry could go three, four innings, well, and you could stretch him back out. So there's plenty of options. This organization has a uh, a dearth, a uh, bevy of talent. And uh, oh, here, you know, I'm sure they tried to which, trade Fleasak, but to not even get a bag of balls for him is pretty surprising. Speaking of which, I was discussing... that I was at this... Uh, I was at the Keston Bat Mitzvah over the weekend. Oh, there you and go. I was having a conversation with someone who told me that they're they're one of their business partner or one of their clients or something has a son who pitches for UCLA and he was drafted in the I think he was going into the draft or he was or deciding to go into the draft or not. And he's going to be drafted, you know, probably sixth, seventh round ish. There was one. Should he go back to school or not? And oh, basically okay. what the dad had told him, this is the father of this guy who's got a kid pitches for UCLA. I don't remember the name, but he said a lot of it depends on where he want, where he gets drafted. He said, if he gets drafted by the guardians or Tampa in the sixth or seventh round, then he'll go and go to the, one of those teams. If he doesn't, and he gets picked by some team that doesn't have good pitching development, then he's going to go back to UCLA, which I thought was a pretty interesting and cool thing, you know? Yeah, um, because the pitching factory, man, that's that that speaks volumes right there. It does. It says a lot about the organization. And look, we can complain about the offense till we're blue in the face, and we we've done it all year. I mean, we're still into June, and we're talking about the last you know bottom ranked offense in so many categories. But what's great about all this is is it's still about run prevention. You know, I mean, how many this team made a run last year in the playoffs because of its pitching. You know, they weren't, they didn't beat the Rays in those games, seven, nothing or seven to five. Those were two, one games, three, two games, one, nothing games. Yeah, um, nothing. Don't forget that. <laughs> right. Right. So yes, we want to see more offense, but you still got to have arms. You still got to pitch. Um, you know, we talked earlier about Pittsburgh and how much better they've been this year. It's because guys like Keller and, you know, Bednar and others, they've got, they've got pitching now. No, and, uh, 
Keller's you know, on my on 10% capacity, baby. There you go. So um yeah, I mean, I you love how things are lining up now and and these these starters are pushing each other. You are yeah, there is a little bit of concern about the usage in the pen. Um he brought James into that game yesterday. I'm like, oh boy. And he walked and he walked the leadoff man. And I was like, <laughs> this I think I texted you, this fucking bum. <laughs> he, he got, got out of it. Game. He got out of it. No, he he had a good week. He had a he did. Week. They need him. They do. When his curveball, that's the thing. When his curveball is he has command of it, he's unhittable. It's just the fact that he doesn't have command of his curveball all the time. No, no, you're right. Man, we've hit on I'm looking at the topic sheet. We hit on a lot today. We got everything. We I get everything so. we need to. I think so. Yeah. I think I mean, we you know, there's a lot going on, but look, four and three trip probably should have been five and two. I mean, Thursday's game just you're right. And it's amazing. I was in such a better mood yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's amazing my how much happier I am after a couple of wins in a row. That twins team, they're so annoying. I you know, agree. like well, Willie like, Castro's can't stand, can't stand you know, Rocco. Couldn't get Michael A. Taylor out all weekend. Michael K. Taylor is Tony Cornish <laughs> used to say because he used to strike out all the time when he was on the Nationals. Yeah. I mean, couldn't get him out. Hits. He had three hits in that first game. <laughs> the and a homer. Yeah. My goodness. You know? Yeah. Twins well, are back. How about Buxton? When Buxton got drilled in the ribs by Bybee, I'm like, well, we won't see him the rest of the weekend. And I was right. Yeah, but it, he's, he did, he's, in all he's fairness, a chandelier he really that took that. That that was a tough one. It was straight in that rib cage. I did, yeah, no question. But you just know with him, if any little injury happens with Buxton, he's out ten days. Yep, you know, hangnail ten days, head cold ten days. Yeah, yeah, he's had some bigger injuries, but I just knew he was coming out of that game. You know, he's a hell of a player, but he is. I wasn't sad to not. I was. I, I, let's put it this way: I wasn't upset when he wasn't in the lineup. <laughs> All right, so we got uh, here are the pitching, pitching matchups. matchups. I'm we going got Tuesday. Are you Sunday? Yes. All right. Well, how's our girl Annie doing? How's her boyfriend Dave? <laughs> I forgot you got to meet Annie's uh, man and Diamond Dave. Good guy. Um. All right, so Tuesday night, so we got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, and all night games except for Sunday afternoon. Uh, Shane Bieber against James Paxton. Yes, there's a James Paxton sighting. He's been good for them, too. Not bad. That's Tuesday night with the Red Sox in town. Um, Tanner Bybee on Wednesday against To Be Determined. So Chris Sale is out on the IL again. Kluber was sent back to the bullpen. So it could be Pavetta, could be... Cutter Crawford, They're, they might be bringing up somebody from AAA Worcester. I was doing some research this morning. Um, so we'll see on that. Thursday night, uh, Aaron Savale against Garrett Whitlock. <clears throat> this is the one Whitlock that uh, is uh, still legitimate. Um, and then this weekend, uh, Logan Allen Friday against Christian Javier, who's been the Astros' best pitcher this year. Had so many injuries, Houston, and so many defections. You know, Verlander's gone, and they've had guys get hurt. McKenzie against J.P. France Saturday night, or another righty. And then uh, Sunday, Bieber against the righty Brandon Belak. Yeah, we don't see um, – oh, my God. Hunter Brown. We don't see their their stud rookie, Hunter Brown. We, we, yeah. we miss him, which is good. We'll take or- it. 
or, or Fromber Valdez. Yeah. But uh, Javier has been pretty good. The Astros, here's the thing. You look at the Houston Astros, you go, man, Altuve was out for a while. No more Verlander. Bunch of guys are out. Who's the, Somebody else had Tommy John surgery on their staff. McCullers is injured too. Out, uh, somebody, yeah, they've had a bunch of injuries, yet they're still 11 over 500, and they're really good on the road. Houston's like on some big road win streak right now. So will not be easy this week. Boston always seems to, you know, don't pitch to Devers. Just like anybody, right. let anybody else beat us. And that uh, Verdugo kills us. Yeah, Verdugo does kill us. And you know, I hate him. <laughs> yeah. Top of their order is really good, but the rest of it's meh. So if you can get through the top three guys and uh, see what happens. But they're playing better ball. It's been nice. Only three and a half back. Hey, we're back in second, tied with the unnamed team. <laughs> hey, we'll take it. Hey, this division, again, we talk about it every week. So it's so bad. winnable. <laughs> it's like it is. Think, if we could play any sort of decent baseball for a night, you know, go, go on a seven-game winning streak, you'll be in first place. I know. That's crazy. All right, so uh, that'll do it for us. Anything else? Uh yeah, shout out to the Oakland A's for being 12 and 49, the maybe one of the worst teams in baseball history. I'm just looking at because I was just looking at the standings. They're at a negative 212 run differential. That That's is insane. horrible. With that they're playing, said, they're playing their way right out of that city. That's what they're doing. Well, yeah, this is a real life major league Rachel Phelps situation. With that said, they've only scored six less runs than the Guardians. <laughs> Yeah, we have scored two twelve. They scored two oh six. They have more home runs than we do. You know who else has less runs than we do? The Tigers. Yeah, two oh seven. Did you see how they lost Saturday? Have you ever seen that before? When the uh, umpire got drilled in the face. That I mean, Cisnero unreal. literally threw a ninety-seven mile per hour fastball, and it hit the umpire right in the face, right and in his mouth. Eric Eric Haas just didn't catch it, and it drilled. The, if right. you haven't seen it, look it up. It's, it's one insane. of the more unbelievable things ever. And it was a walk-off wild pitch off right. of the Walk-off wild face. pitch off the umpire's mask. Mm-hmm. Like Benetti and Stone were like, what did we just see? And, you know, obviously Haas got crossed up. He was thinking uh, breaking ball in the dirt. And it just went up and he couldn't Instead catch it. Instead he got a fastball high. Yeah. <laughs> the umpire right in the face. And thank goodness he was all right. And then you can even tell, even the White Sox were like celebrating a walk-off, but they didn't know what to do. And the guys, the umpire's down on a knee. That was crazy. One last thing. One last thing before we go. I'm just looking at the last ten in the division. Yeah. Minnesota five and five. Cleveland six and four. Tigers four and six. White Sox five and five. (laughs) Royals four and six. Yeah. You did one. One. Somebody's going to get hot. Look, the White Sox have it in them. It's not like they're terrible. Hendricks is back. Um. So. Yeah. We'll see what happens. That manager's no good. Yeah, no, that's the other thing. He's actually worse than LaRusa, if that's possible. <laughs> the genius? <laughs> All right. Well, for uh, Todd, Matt, Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, waitingfornextyear.com and the Evergreen Podcast Network, we are out of room and out of here, and you can book it. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag 
But let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.